Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with co-host, religious demonologist, Adam Bly, and hopefully you today. This is our November open forum show. And what does that mean? You bring anything to the table. Well, almost anything to the table. So start calling in after Adam leads us in the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Adam, I look forward to this open forum show because it's a chance for all of the Spirit World listeners and supporters to call in and ask their uh, questions, make their comments, revisit past shows, suggest future topics. It's a great chance for all of us to come together. We are live today. We have the uh, complete show team in place. So let me share with you, if you're brand new to the Spirit World, how it works. Uh, you just call this number, 877 877- seven five seven nine four two four that's eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four and Lori and Carol will pick up the phone they'll chat with you for a few minutes uh, they'll put you on hold you'll get to listen live and then you'll slip right into the discussion and we'll talk we'll talk about angels demons or anything in between we can talk about your faith life we can talk about uh, things that are going on in the world whatever whatever is on your mind or heart uh, we are willing to listen we are willing to learn and we can talk about it oh adam take a look at the phones they are going really fast this looks like a christmas tree in november wow you guys are really loving this open forum show well there's a couple open phone lines jump on one of those free uh, lines right there at 877-757-9424. So that's how it works. Lori and Carol are answering phones. We have our senior producer, Tim Mott, at the controls, and our main producer, Taylor Van Est. He is doing a fine job. Hopefully you're getting a crystal clear signal because Taylor does uh, just a beautiful job there. Um, wanted to say thank you to Christina Adam in Texas sent this in. She said, See, we get your emails, folks, and you can always email us at TSW, that stands for The Spirit World, at GRN, GRN is Guadalupe Radio Network, GRNonline.com. So that's how you reach us, real simple, TSW at GRNonline.com. And Christina sent this email in from Texas. She said, I enjoy listening to The Spirit World on Saturday morning on the radio. She really enjoyed our mail, mailbag show that we did. It's very interesting. And she said, thank you for this show. Thank you for what you do. Well, Christina, thank you. 
Thank you because you you sent that um, message in. You're listening, and that's important because Adam and I are committed to solid catechesis using the radio airwaves. Any comments on that, Adam? No, it's just you know, Deb. It's a blessing. Um, I feel it's a blessing for me. I think it's a blessing for all of us to do this show. And I do honestly think that this is God's show, and God made this come together and happen. And so whatever benefit she's getting or other people are getting it's all god's it's all god's work it's all his grace and you know i appreciate the encouragement of course um but i also know it's not about it's not about me it's not about us but mm-hmm. you know it's it's wonderful to hear that people are are benefiting spiritually hopefully from the show well, yeah, absolutely. And we want to grow the show. So you can always um, grow the family on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. And you can leave your comments there as well. We've got uh, we do. Um, now we've uh, used to do a mailbag slash open forum show once a month. So we split them apart because we're getting an abundance of emails coming in. So we have a solid mailbag show once a month. And then this live open forum, which is today for November. So we ask you to call in if you have a question comment you'd like to discuss anything about angels demons anything in between okay now is the time to call in so all you have to do is dial 877-757-9424 and i'd like to extend the invitation to our uh, christian brothers and sisters that are listening we have so many of you that have tuned into the spirit world because you love what you're hearing here and you're getting um, an un- a better understanding to how to navigate your life your spiritual life and so you don't have to be catholic to call in dial 877-757-9424 open forum today on the spirit world adam you ready to go to the phones i'm ready deb Okay, Christy is up first, and Christy is in, um, I, I hope I got your city correct, Christy, Sycamore, Ohio, on EWTN.com. Hi, Christy. Hi, yes, it's, it's Sycamore, yes. Very nice. Welcome to the spirit world. Oh, yeah, thank you. Go right ahead. Okay, yes, my question is, and... Um, I should have asked my um, my priest um, at the church. I, I just never did. I just kind of uh, um, I kind of wrote it off, I guess. But anyways, um, it happened about five years ago, I would say, five, six years ago. And I was sitting in my living room, and I was watching uh, the news. And it was about 6.30 in the morning, and it was dark outside, and uh, probably about this time of year. And um, I uh, heard this male voice to the left of me. Um, speaking in like Arabic and it lasted about five to ten seconds and I remember looking like oh goodness who who's in my living room and I thought what was that and so I just kind of was puzzled and I would say about 20 seconds later it started talking again so I got up and looked out my living room windows thinking somebody was outside my house and I mean, I've never experienced anything like this. I've never seen a ghost or, you know, I, um, but, um, so anyways, that happened. I sat down and then I muted my TV cause I thought maybe it was background noise on the TV. And about 20 seconds later, it started talking again and it lasted five to 10 seconds and it stopped. Okay, Christy. So uh, that's interesting. If I could ask um, kind of a follow-up question, Christy, has anything like that happened before that incident or since? 
no, no, nothing like that has ever happened before. I mean, um, I've just, uh, I've, uh, I'm Catholic, and um, I have never seen a ghost uh, or a spirit. Um, I so I never really, I it didn't even scare me because I didn't even have enough time to get scared. You know, it was just something I've never um, thought I would experience. Okay, and and you try to debunk it. You tried to see, make sure nothing was playing on your phone, or a radio was turned on, or anything that could have explained that. You, and I checked my I checked my bedroom because my husband sometimes turns on the TV. Mm-hmm. I, I looked in there; he's sleeping. I checked my son's bedroom; he was sleeping, and um, so I've just never mentioned it to um, anybody really uh, because I just never really knew what to think of it. Uh, it was okay. very strange. Okay, so um, in general, for something to be speaking out of the air audibly, usually that would be in the context of a pretty serious, spiritually troubled house. There would be other things going on, other manifestations, um, uh, you know, some common ones are seeing shadows you can't explain that are moving, uh, strange odors that can't be debunked that are negative or, you know, um, not pleasant. sometimes, you know, growling or speaking and whatnot, but it's usually in the context of a, of a ongoing kind of harassment. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be usual for, for something that, um, that kind of intense or unusual to happen out of the blue, outside of a bigger spiritual problem. So that's why it's not really adding up for me um, in terms of being spiritual. Now, it could be, it could be just an oddball event, but here's the thing. Whenever something happened once and it hasn't happened since, I think it's best to just let it go and move on with your life. Um, Now, because this this is pretty unusual, I would let your doctor know that it happened only in, in case there's other medical things going on in your life that maybe the doctor needs that piece of the puzzle that just in case it's linked to, who knows, a medication change that was going on at the time, or, you know, there was a a medical problem that's developing and maybe that piece of the puzzle will end up being useful for diagnosis later. You know, it very well could have been spiritual, but I would let the doctor know just in case because it's not sounding spiritual in the sense of the typical thing happening, you know, in in a bigger picture. The other clue, Christy, that it's not from God, if it's spiritual, is that it causes confusion. So if there was a message from God, it would be clear and it would bring peace and it would reduce confusion. When we hear a voice speaking in a language we don't understand, well, that doesn't help us. It doesn't communicate anything and it actually increases anxiety and confusion. So if it's spiritual, it's not from God, I certainly wouldn't try to reach out to it or talk to it. You don't want to do that with spirits. You just want to pray and turn to Jesus, you know, when something goes on. Don't don't try to interact with it. Does all that sound okay? Yes, and that makes sense. It does. Uh, as far as the, the medication, I, I mean, I wasn't taking any medication at the time, or or, or not now. But uh, but it, it does make sense what you're saying there is uh, it wasn't crystal clear, and I can mm-hmm. understand if there would have been a message from God, um, I would have understood it. So exactly right. Okay, Christy, we're going to let you go there and get get going on with your uh, weekend. Thank you so much for the call. Keep listening to The Spirit World. We've got uh, almost full phone lines because Christy's going to free that line right there at 877-757-9424. Please join us for this open forum on The Spirit World for November. Call us. We'll be right back. 
Are you feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and to create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. The Gospels make clear Jesus claimed to be God. But should we believe Him? I think we should. And here's the reason why. The alternatives don't make sense. It's unreasonable to think Jesus was lying because He died for His claim to be God. Mark's Gospel makes it clear that the Sanhedrin sentenced Jesus to death for blasphemy. And Jesus accepted it. People don't die for what they know to be a lie. Okay, you say, well, maybe he wasn't a liar, but perhaps he was delusional, a lunatic. I don't think this explanation works either. All the historical evidence suggests Jesus was a pretty wise guy. Even those who deny Jesus' divinity accept this. But if that's the case, well then, don't you think he's wise enough to know who he is? So, if Jesus is neither a liar nor a lunatic, then he must be who he says he is, namely Lord. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. We are back. This is our open forum um, show here on the spirit world. We do have uh, full phone lines plus. So if you can't get in on this first set of calls, please uh, keep trying. Uh, very exciting. We're going to move very quickly. I want to just revisit Christy's call from Ohio one, for just one comment, Adam. Uh, but before I do, I'll give the uh, phone number out to our spirit world listeners, 877-757-9424. And you know what, folks, maybe write that down and put it on your refrigerator so every Saturday you're ready to go so you can dial in very quickly. We'll get to Rachel in Denver in just a moment. Rachel, hang on. Don't go anywhere. But I want to go back to Christy's call from Ohio because on the break, Adam, uh, we were discussing that, you know, it's very interesting. She heard this this um, this sound from another language. And, and I liked what you said, Adam. It happened one time and, you know, it, it, it didn't happen again. So, I mean... It, it could be something, right, that just it happens. But if we dwell on it, now I'm not saying Christy's doing that because she's not, but if we dwell on something or revisit it over and over again, we could actually be encouraging something to happen when it really maybe wouldn't have happened at all. And we just keep, I like how you said, just move on. Yeah, that's one thing I've seen. <clears throat> when things are trying to lure us into relationship, they will often kind of like fishing they'll throw out something enticing. And if we kind of chase after that, 
it's almost an invitation. It's you're basically saying I'm interested in you. You know, I, I'd like more interaction, and and that can be a mistake. And that's why it's always best to just turn to prayer, turn to your prayer and your relationship with Jesus, turn to your rosary, um, and do your best to ignore, you know, whatever's going on. That's right. Beautiful. Thank you again, Christy. That really helped us, your call. And uh, please um, continue to listen to the spirit world. Let's go to Rachel, as promised, in Denver, Colorado, listening on Sirius XM 130 on uh, EWTN. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Good morning. Go, Can you hear me? Good, yes, very uh, perfectly. Go right ahead. Okay. I have a... Um friend that I'm trying to bring back to the Catholic Church. Um, she has been uh, church hopping in a lot of Protestant churches, but recently she's been coming to church with me. She thinks that um, she has a lot of um, evil influences in her life, especially the devil, um, and she has been praying a prayer that a, a couple of Protestant preachers gave her, and in that prayer, she's told uh, that she's supposed to bind the devil. Um, and I told her, "Ash, I don't know if that's a, a good prayer to be saying." I didn't. I was. I thought I heard in one EWTN, um, you know, forum that you shouldn't be doing that. Is and then she cited the uh, Gospel Mark, where we're told that we could um, cast out demons and um, speak in tongues. So I'm not sure how to advise her with that. I didn't know whether if I was speaking properly or not. Well, before Adam comments, Rachel, I don't believe there's any accident to your call. Adam and I had a had a meeting on this a couple days ago, so I would really want to give I want to give Adam Bly um, uh, ample time to answer Rachel because you are actually representing what a lot of us have been experiencing with friends and family members. A lot of these prayers are circulating, Adam, and are they? okay for us to say should we would should we be saying them on a regular basis are they should uh, should there be some caution added to some of these things please share with us from your exorcism ministry sure rachel so that's a good question so here's the thing when it comes to exercising the authority that jesus gave his church over the demonic that is done when we are addressing an area that we have authority over. So what I mean by that is, uh, let's say somebody, some strangers walking down the street and, you know, I don't know them, but they have chosen to, to embrace the demons and embrace the devil. And they've chosen that that's their, the path that they're on. Unfortunately, I can't, you know, like with a magic lightning bolt, cast the demons away from that person and out of that person and bind them because I don't have authority over that person's body. Now, if I'm troubled and I went down a, a bad road, I can go to the church and say, I have authority over my own body. Something's troubling me and attacking me. Please pray to remove it using the authority of the church because I can speak uh, and have authority over what I have authority. I can't uh, just address the world and say, I bind the devil everywhere in the world because I don't have authority over the whole world. Um, so it's kind of, you need to first think about it in that way. Um, now, the church has the ability to pray against the activity of the devil in the world, sure, but we don't have the authority to just bind him. The world, Jesus has authority over. He's the king of this world, and he's a king of the universe. And so we could ask Jesus, because he has authority over the world, to bind the devil's activity or limit it in the world. That would be kind of a better prayer. Because here's the second piece of the puzzle, Rachel. 
we know that the devil's activity has to be allowed by God, his permissive will. And the main activity is temptation, and God allows that ultimately for our spiritual benefit because through that struggle, we, we mature and, and we grow. So it's kind of strange to say, well, God, you know, whatever the devil's doing, you're wrong to allow it. You don't know what you're doing. I'm going to take over here and say, I bind the devil and I go against the permissive God of will. I'm going to take charge here. Basically, I'm God. I'm, I'm the king of the world. So, so it, it kind of is an overreach in that sense. Now, we can turn to Jesus and say, Lord, please, you know, limit the temptation I'm dealing with this week. Limit the, limit the devil's activity in the world. We can ask him to do that, but we are not the boss, is what I'm basically saying. And so, um, yeah. And so even when the church exercises that authority, it's over things that we, we, we have direct authority over. It's not over the devil in the universe in general. Got it. That, that makes sense. I was, um, she was offended when I said, I don't think you should be doing that. That's not right to do that. And I did talk about authority, and I told her, look at the context of, uh, how, of what's in the Bible and who is casting demons out. Um, so I really appreciate that uh, comment. And, and uh, Rachel, thank you so much for the call, but I want to just, don't go anywhere yet, because I want you to hear this, Adam's res, uh, response to this. Adam, why can't uh, folks just be uh, confident in saying the St. Michael prayer? I have been saying the St. Michael prayer morning and evening for my whole entire ministry life, and God has always been so amazing to be able to... Um, you know, keep things away and, and allow mm -hmm. me to enter into other things that for my own personal growth and development. And, and, and I don't understand why we have to do these really extreme prayers. And somehow we feel like we're in control of all of this. Right. So there's a clue right in the St. Michael prayer. If we look at the words closely and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host by the power of God, cast into hell Satan. And the other clue about St. Michael is scriptural. We, we know in Revelations that he is the one that God directed to and gave authority to, to cast the devil and the devil's uh, angels out of heaven. So we know that God has given authority to Michael over the devil. And when we're asking him to continue that work, we're saying by the power of God. We're not we're not saying St. Michael has the power to do that on his own. It's the delegated power of God. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, Deb, um, and this is wonderful because it also gets us out of the direct interaction to presume to bind the devil or boss him around when we're not the creator, we're not the king of the world spiritually. Um, it's a hubris in a sense. Mm -hmm. we, we know that you know, even even St. Michael doesn't do it on his own, right? St. Michael says, you know, may God rebuke you um, to the devil um, when they were disputing over the body of Moses. So even Michael doesn't rebuke him directly. And so if the, if the, if the general of God's army of angels isn't rebuking him directly, it's not really our place to do so, right? right. We're, we're, we're a lesser creature until hopefully we, we make it to heaven. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there, there's a bunch of reasons there's some hubris here, and I think it leads to overreaching. Mm -hmm. Does that help, Rachel? Oh, that, that helps a lot, and I will, um, yeah, because she talks about that a lot. She's actually um, of Mexican-American descent, um, and she does talk about, you know, old traditions where she found people, you know, praying to the devil and this and that, and mm -hmm. I just, have, um, I know that she has this always on her mind or, Somehow she gets attacked somehow, so I just I, I will I will tell her that, and um, 
I know she's seen a priest already, but I will continue oh, good. Good. to do that. Good. Okay. Thank you so much, Rachel. We appreciate the call um, uh, from Denver, Colorado. I'm going to be in Denver in the first week of December for a wonderful uh, talk. So that's, that's fantastic, Rachel. You live in, yeah, you live in a beautiful part of the country. I'll be announcing Mm -hmm. it. I think uh, this week on take two, I want to get the, uh, yeah, light of the world, Catholic church, Rachel. Uh, All right. In in Littleton. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. Of course. Oh, oh, good. Maybe I can meet you. Thank you, Rachel. Okay, um, we're going to move to Clem. Clem is in Anchorage, Alaska on EWTN. Hi, Clem. Hi. Hello. Go right ahead. Um, Clem, do me. uh, Wait, Clem, do me one favor. You want to turn the radio off in the background because you're hearing us twice. So we just want to talk to you directly and that this way you're on air with all the Spirit World listeners. Okay, just a minute. Okay, Clem. Okay, so Clem is is calling in from Anchorage, Alaska, beautiful part of the country, um, on EWTN. And Clem, welcome to the Spirit World. Do you have a question or comment? Yeah. Um in my lifetime I've had struggled many issues. Um personally with financial hardships and um that you keep uh moving forward because um and sort of Alaska Natives don't quit. So is this spiritual strength that we can uh, request for? Uh, at, uh, from your knowledge. Okay, Clem. So I think what you're getting at, and and you know this this is a a common kind of question I've encountered over the years, and that is when life has gone difficult and when things have not worked out quite a bit in life, whether it's financial or medical, family issues, businesses, you know, failing that type of thing. A lot of people get towards the end of their life and they kind of say, "Well, this has been so rough. I wonder if." Uh, you know, I've been cursed, or I wonder if this is spiritual. Um, and, and you know, we're all looking to understand our lives and make sense of them, and, and we want to have a sense of control. Um, the thing is, we can't know for sure, but we want to focus on what we can do, and that is just to have a healthy prayer life, do what you can in life, and then accept what you cannot change. It goes back to the serenity prayer, as simple as that is. There's some wisdom there. And so I would say have a healthy prayer life, a sacramental life if you're Catholic, and then accept the difficulties that God has allowed in your life. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Clem. You hear the music. We're going to have to hit that pause button. Thank you for calling in from Anchorage, Alaska. Keep listening to the Spirit World on this open forum show today and join us. Call us. We'll be right back.
Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helped them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue, you're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. How do you keep God in your mind once you're done with prayer and daily mass? It's different for each of us, but one tool we've learned to use in our family is Christian music. Whether you're working around the house or driving the car, it's far more uplifting to listen to than the overplayed secular love songs, and God can speak to you through it. It's amazing how transformative good Christian music can be. Music can help us memorize scripture and remind us of the providence of God throughout the day. It can teach kids the Bible in a way that they love, and kids can make music their own. As they grow up, encourage your children to pick out Christian music that they personally can relate to. There's all different genres, from chant to country to contemporary. St. Paul exhorts us, Sing psalms, hymns, and inspired songs to God from your hearts. Music can help deepen your love for God and lift your spirit to Him throughout the day. Try it this season and see. To find more resources for your family, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Okay, this is our open forum show today uh, for the month of November on the Spirit World. And I did share with Rachel that I will be uh, in Littleton, Colorado, the... uh, first Saturday of December at Light of the World Catholic Church. I will get the details of that and I'll share it before the end of the show, Adam. Um, I didn't pull it up on my screen uh, because I, when I saw Rachel calling in from Denver, I just got super excited about that because I'm excited about being there again. I, I spoke a couple years ago and uh, the ladies really loved it um, and they, they asked me back. So that was a good thing and um, I'm, I'm excited. And Adam, you'll be so proud of me because I'm taking your miracles book with me because the talk is on miracles oh well thank you i hope it's i don't know i hope it's helpful yeah i think it will be i'm excited about it uh so let's go back we want to thank clem again from uh, alaska thank you clem we appreciate um the call and we'll move to denise and denise is in uh, massachusetts on ewtn hello denise thank you for waiting and welcome to the spirit world Hello, Denise. Okay, we might be on hold. Maybe Denise has got us on hold. Could we have Carol uh, pick up the line there with Denise and see if we can get her 
um, back on air with us. She has a very interesting story about her birth date and also about a Ouija board. So we would like to hear that. So Carol will pick up the phone and uh, talk to Denise, but we'll move to Maria. In the meantime, Maria's in San Antonio, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Maria. Welcome to the spirit world. Hi, hello, peace with you, or peace be with you, sorry. Thank you. Being on the radio. Thank you, um, you as well. Yes. Don't be nervous, we're friendly. <laughs> um, so my question is, how do I reconcile or how do I deal with reoccurring dreams? Um, so I have pretty vivid reoccurring dreams where me and Angel Michael were casting out demons or we're fighting demons, and it's it's pretty intense to where, like, I'm physically you know, looking at the devil's face and, you know, reciting all of those prayers that you would see in the in the movies. And, you know, I kind of wake up in a sweat and then thinking, why? Why is this just a, a common thing where it's starting to make me feel like, do I have some kind of other purpose or is this a sign? Um, so how can I reconcile that as a Catholic, you know, when, when you're having those types of vivid reoccurring dreams? Okay. So, um, Maria, of course, one hypothesis is that they're just dreams and maybe something in your life has led you to focus on this or maybe maybe even have some, you know, who knows, anxiety about spiritual warfare or the devil or something like that, and your brain could be playing that out. Now, if it's spiritual, there's two things that I, I would recommend that you do. First off is in your prayer life, ask Jesus that if he's trying to communicate something to you, that he send you that message in another way that's more clear because it sounds like this is causing some distress in you. And that's that's generally, you know, yes, um, when dealing with the, with the supernatural and the preternatural, it can be a little bit stressful, but it sounds like this is reoccurring and it hasn't really resolved into a, a peaceful understanding in you. So I would number one ask Jesus, hey, Lord, could you make this more clear if it's from you? And, and maybe, you know, through your providence, uh, make this more clear to me in another way, because I'm not understanding. Then secondly, if, it, if it's not from God, and if it's a spiritual negative thing, get some holy water from a, from a Catholic church, take a bottle with you, bring some home if you don't have it already, right before you lay down to go to sleep. Put some in the palm of your hand just a little bit, wet your hands a little bit, close your eyes and pat your whole head down, pat your face down, just very tiny bit of water, and then lay down and go to sleep. And if this is, if these are dreams that are coming from the enemy as kind of a, a, a torment or a deception, they will stop on a dime and they will not happen that night. Now you would have to do that each night as you sleep. Um, now, of course, uh, your your brain, if it's just your mind, could not have the dream because you're kind of thinking of it as, well, the holy water is going to stop it. So it's not 100%, but if it's spiritual, that will stop the dreams if they're negative, if they're coming from the enemy. And I would, you know, again, ask Jesus if it's from him to take it away. And then if it continues uh, unabated, after you've said that prayer and you've used the holy water, my guess would be is that it's just purely psychological at that point, because I don't think Jesus would continue to kind of pressure you with these dreams if it's a message he's trying to get through to you and, and it's not super clear and it hasn't resolved into a peaceful understanding. It wouldn't make sense that that would continue. And at that point, you know, I would maybe talk with a counselor um, and, and try to work through the psychological 
possibilities there. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Sure thing. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for calling in from San Antonio. We so appreciate it. Please like us on Facebook if you get a chance, if you're on Facebook at the Spirit World Podcast. Okay, we're going to go, well, 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 let me stop for a second. I already misspoke. I said I was going to be in Littleton, Colorado. The folks from Denver are texting me uh, rapidly. They said, Debbie, you're going to be here December 1st. That's Friday. So Friday, December 1st, miracles do happen. I'm going to be uh, referencing Adam's book on miracles. I I know a good thing when I read it, folks, and I'm bringing Adam's book with me. Uh, Miracles Do Happen. It's a women's advent reflection at... um Light of the World Roman Catholic Church in Littleton, Colorado. Uh, contact the folks there. We are filling up. We're om- and they can bring in more tables, and it's for all women um, and their uh, their daughters ages 16 and older. So we we prefer to have it 16 and older because it's an adult uh, presentation. Okay, so December 1st, Friday. That's where I will be. Did you want to announce any, any, is there anything that's coming up on your calendar that you wanted to announce? I wanted to give you time. No, no, I'm good. I'm just going to be busy with canon law studies. Okay. Okay. Good deal. All right. So we're going to go back to Denise. Denise is in Massachusetts. Um, She's at work. So she took us off hold and she's back with us on air. Welcome Denise again to the spirit world. Thank you. Hi. Um, so my birth date is 6666. I'm six minutes apart from a twin. My birth date never bothered me until I was baptized and I made my first communion in Catholic at seven. I grew up believing in God but not knowing. Somebody at work on third shift many years ago brought a Ouija board in, and I didn't really know much about it, but I knew I shouldn't play it, but I did. And I was playing with people that, you know, we were all scared, but we played it, and it knew things about all of us that I said to myself, they're moving it, I know they are, so I asked a question that only I knew, and it answered it. At that point, I was very frightened, and um, it turned bad. It started saying some very terrible things. Bottom line is it said my full name, my birthday, and it said, I will have your soul. And I said, God has my soul, and it said, no, I will have your soul. I got done playing. I was a physical wreck the whole ride home. I was crying and praying, God, I'm so sorry. And I walked into my house, and the name that it said, because I thought that they were moving it, said my grandmother's name. The cross that belonged to her was missing the nail, and Jesus was leaning forward. I know this is a short show. Much happened. I'll make it brief. So I called my priest, and he said, well, that's dabbling in the occult. Just don't ever do that. Simple as that, but it wasn't simple. I suffered three years. I missed a lot of work. I I had terrible headaches, and I felt that I was very oppressed, and um, I asked God to take my life because the pain in my head was so bad. And I ended up reading the Bible because no one believed me. I started studying, going to churches. I studied with the non-denominals, the Pentecostals. And then finally, I got confirmed in my own faith, and I was completely freed of that. But since then, I have a hunger for God and to know Padre Pio, and I just can't stop hungering for knowledge. And I'm wondering how serious that was, because um, it happened three times across, how serious danger I was in. And my little boy, Brian, who was only three, got baptized. He touched me, and my neck got red hot. I could not move. And I could not open my mouth like that if I tried. My mouth opened wide and something just went out of my body and I was no longer sick. So 
I think I was in some serious trouble there, but I'd like to know what I can do to strengthen myself so that never happens to me again. Okay, Denise. Um, yeah, so thank you for calling. I am sorry that all that happened. That is not that unusual with Ouija boards. Um, they are problematic for two reasons. Number one, it's a violation of the First Commandment because you're turning to a created spirit for comfort, information, or power in some way. So you're looking for special hidden information. Some people are looking for power and to cut a deal. Some people are looking for comfort about the afterlife. So you're violating the First Commandment when you use a Ouija board. And then secondly, it's particularly problematic because you're essentially telling a spirit, I give you dominion over my, my arm or my hand, both to move this planchette. And so you're, you're kind of inviting something to have dominion over a part of your body when you use it. So that's why it's such a quick route to trouble. Um, and, and it sounds like you used plural there. So um, certainly using it more than once. Um, and typically these things will reveal that they're evil early on. It's almost like they have to. And the more you realize it's evil and that you still make a choice to use it, the more rights you're giving over to them and more of an invitation into your life because you're now making an informed choice to continue using it. Now, the good news is uh, repent, you know, don't ever do it again. Understand that any divination is a First Commandment violation and avoid any of them. Psychics, mediums, pendulums, Ouija boards, tarot cards, any form of divination is to be avoided. And we, we don't want to open that door again. Uh, sacramental confession is really, I think, pretty important. If you're Catholic, take advantage of the sacrament, go to confession on this stuff to fully close that door and completely re re kind of take back the invitation that you've made. Um, now, for now in your life, n no longer worry about it. Don't let this become an obsession. Don't let it become guilt because that's another route to harassment from the enemy. Uh, we have peace in God. We have complete forgiveness in Jesus. Trust in that, understand that, and let this stuff go, and I wouldn't give it a second thought moving forward. Um, the hunger in you is a natural hunger that we all have for God, and that is now alive in you and is burning with a desire for God, and, and you're going to seek God through uh, Scripture, number one, the Catechism is very useful. It's 2,000 years of reflection on the Scripture that the Holy Spirit has inspired. And then the lives of the saints can amplify particular points like Padre Pio. So I would basically look forward, Denise, and move forward from here and don't look back. Completely Thank agree. And Denise, I completely agree for whatever it's worth, because when you shared your birth date um, and uh, the six minutes from your twin, you know, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, these are these are ways for the demons to, um, you know, mess with our minds and saying, OK, well, I've already got these these um, unique situations happening already in my life with with Denise's birth date and stuff. So it's kind of an entrance point, if you will, to uh, and and curiosity and intrigue. It tends to feed on that. And so I agree with Adam, Denise, move forward. You're you're you've cleared the channels with being in uh, the church um, with the sacraments and you are drawn to Padre Pio. There's a 
reason for that. I would ask Padre Pio to be your friend and to help you with all of this and to strengthen you um, because obviously you're drawn to him like I was many years ago, and he has helped me tremendously in ministry. Denise, I, I, for, in, at this point, I would say look ahead and be super excited because the good Lord's got lots of things planned for all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you, Denise. And you know, Deb, the other beautiful thing is, look at how God brings good out of evil. Mm -hmm. So so not only did she have now a greater insight and understanding right. of, of these things, but now she's pursuing God, she's running towards God. And by sharing her story here, God brings the good out of how many people that have heard us today or mm -hmm. will listen to this podcast and won't pick up that Ouija board. Amen. Yeah, and, I agree. So, I agree. This is a beautiful call. Denise, you you were the perfect call today. Thank you so very, very much. Thank stay you in touch very much also. Oh. Stay God in touch you. with us. Yeah, send us an email if you want to. TSW at grnonline.com. Thank okay. Thank you. We're gonna go to Deacon Paul in um in California on uh Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi Deacon, welcome back to the show. Yes, good morning. How are you doing? Ask Adam a quick question. It's something that's been um, in my mind for a while. And there's a deacon by the name of St. Syriacus, um, and he was one of the first deacons of the uh, Roman Church. And what uh, what I'm asking for is uh, I heard he was a confessor and also an exorcist. Um, and I know all the rules and, rules and regulations of being an exorcist priest. Uh, but it was a very interesting that somebody had uh, um, uh, told me about, and I was wondering if you new more information of this uh, saint? No, Deacon, I don't know him specifically. I would have to research him. You said he was in the early church? Yes, uh, like one of the first 14 uh, of the Roman church, uh, yeah. and his name was Saint Syriacus. Yeah, um, so no, I don't know him specifically, but I can tell you that in the very early church, there was no uh, order of exorcists yet in terms of a formal ordination, uh, which was then later rolled into the ordination to priesthood. And there wasn't the same canonical regulation of exorcism that you see in the more recent centuries. And so uh, it wasn't limited to priests in those very early days of the church. And so a deacon could be doing exorcisms, um, a lay person, though always these were kind of the ascetic desert fathers, desert mothers, could be doing exorcisms also. And there was no formal exorcism right at the time. And so basically these early figures were generally just considered very holy people that, that had a charism from God um, and a particular holiness that God inspired in them. Um, so it was a very different kind of uh, world in the church back in those early days. Okay. I appreciate that. That was always uh, something that I meant to ask you, but thank you so much. I truly appreciate that. And God bless you both. Thank you. God bless you, Deacon. Oh, thank you, Deacon. Thank you so very much. Okay. Um, Cindy just uh, dropped. Uh, Cindy, if you want to call back, we'll hold the uh, phone line open for you. There goes Cindy. She's calling right back. So she had a very interesting question here, and I'd like to address it on this particular open forum show. So let's try to get Cindy back, uh, Carol and Lori, if we can. Um, she is calling in from Wyoming. Um, but let's go to uh, Christina. We'll go to Christina in the meantime in Savannah, Georgia, um, listening to EWTN online. Hi, Christina. Welcome to the spirit world. Hey, uh, you can hear me okay? Yes, just just fine. Go right ahead. Okay. 
Um, I had a question because I was listening to, um, obviously, I believe it was Christy, and uh, she was had that experience. Um, I have called him before, um, but I had a similar experience, but um, he had mentioned uh, the, about, you know, if there was any other incidences and if, like, the, if it was like the home was under, like, uh, attack or um, and I guess I never thought about it because I had an experience where I heard something, but at the same time, and this is years ago, I'm talking about maybe 27, probably about 27 years ago. Um, um, and I, I believe obviously it was the, the enemy or Satan that I heard. Um, I heard the growling. I also heard racist slurs and I thought it was the TV. Um, my kids were sleeping. And obviously I went out on the TV, the volume was down, but on it, I, I don't know if you recall, it was the 700 club. This was years ago. Um, it was on and it was an, it was an African American that was on there, but I mean, the volume was down. Obviously I heard the uh, growling, um, uh, sort of like a racist slur being spoken. Um, and I, I, I really knew that it was the enemy, but right at that time, so much stuff was happening to my four-year-old son. So many evenings he would say that he was seeing things. Um, obviously, he was Catholic, um, you know, statues moving. Um, my, my husband at the time, you know, he was not, and he was asking, you know, like, what are you telling him? And I was like, I'm not telling him anything. But he would express seeing, like, eyes or statues moving. Um, there was a time um, he was four, he came up to me, and he, he just, just right out of the blue said, I hate your face. And I remember placing my hand on just quietly, not because I wanted to scare him or anything. And I was just praying over him. I brought it to the pastor, um, the priest uh, at the church I went to, and he actually was going to Rome. This was, you know, during the time of Pope um, John Paul. Um, and and he, he said, you know, we will pray for him. And your son may be seeing things, you know, but I, I think about it. Now, all this, these things that were happening to my, my son at the time, um, and, and my son is, has struggled very much. He's in his 30s. He actually is in rehab right now um, for alcoholism, but he's had like just such a hard time. And his wife has expressed to me that there's so many evenings she hears him like screaming in his sleep and saying things like, you know, um, like against the devil and I, I guess I just thought about it is is it possible that he has been attacked from a very young age and is there anything I can do okay Christina so that that's a big um, you know kind of complex situation to cover quickly but thank you for calling and I am sorry that all that went on for you and for your son um, I mean, yeah, so that sounds like there could have been kind of some trouble going on in the house or around the family at that time. It's very possible that that, that was spiritual. Uh, the enemy, they do make racist slurs, derogatory things towards human beings in general, but any theme that they can use to degrade us or demean us, they will use it. So it's very possible that that was the enemy. We, we see them do that kind of stuff during exorcisms. They, they hate people in general. Um, so 
Unfortunately, with your son, you know, of course, we can't say for sure whether his alcoholism and his struggles are spiritual or not, but there's always a spiritual layer to the cake, so to speak, in anything in life. And so, you know, I would say, and, and I've worked for some years in, in the prisons here in Pennsylvania, working in psychological services. I've worked with a lot of alcoholics. Um, you know, number one, I think, is to continue to pray for him, see if he can get in a good state of grace in terms of confession and being back with the sacraments. That's the primary way that grace enters our lives. You have a special ability to pray for him as his mother. And then really encourage getting the alcohol under control because that kind of has to come first before therapy can can usually be really helpful because we need to stop self-medicating so we can experience life truly uh, the way it is before we can really engage in therapy um, in most cases. So I would focus on those things, praying for him, encouraging him in his spiritual life, and then get the alcohol under control. Um, I wouldn't feel overly guilty yourself. Don't feel like you need to despair that, that you've caused this. Um, I don't know the context of what was going on back in those days. You could have moved into a house that had pre-existing problems and it had nothing to do with what your family was doing. Um, they will try to interact with children and establish relationships with them because as soon as they can interact with humans, they, they will try to do that. And that's why it's so important to pray for our sons, to bless our, have our homes blessed, mm -hmm. um, you know, bring the sacramentals into our life and, and live a healthy life. What do you mm -hmm. think, Deb? Oh, I totally agree. We hope Adam's response helps today. Christina, wish we could talk longer. You can always email us, but you're going to hear the music in just about uh, 50 seconds. So, Christina, we'll let you go uh, with that. Uh, you, uh, like I said, I, we invite you to uh, email us if you want to continue the conversation, tsw at grn on online.com. Okay, we heard from all around the country today. And this is the part of the show that I just, I feel so sad about that we're not going to get to Steve from North Dakota or uh, the other Steve from Louisiana or Cindy uh, has a has a really interesting question. Rose um, uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, Raul from Tampa, Florida. So we're going to ask Carol and Lori, please pick up the phones and talk to them and see if they can call back in December or or they could always email us for the mailbag show for December, tsw at grnonline.com. Well, Taylor is right on target there, right on cue. You hear the music. Um, this was an amazing open forum for November, folks. Uh, we want to thank our show team, Adam, Taylor, Tim, Lori, and Carol. You guys are awesome. And Adam, real quick final words for our Spirit World listeners. Oh, just God bless you all. Let's love each other during this holiday season and pray for peace. Absolutely. So speaking of that, we are going to be doing a uh, preparing for Advent show next Saturday. So we hope you join us. For Adam Bly, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. Until next Saturday, have a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon.